You are now listening to The Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two, I guess week two of the Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Andrew Claudio, and joining me, our Jets writer, as you heard in episode one, it's Mr. Jesse Finver. Jesse, uh, we're a lot less giddy this week, aren't we? Yes, uh, it's definitely, uh, definitely a different feeling this week, but... A lot of good feelings as well. I, 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 there are a lot of positives I took away from that game, uh, and we'll get to those. Man, as well as a lot of negatives, unfortunately. Yes, Jets, a lot of negatives, but... Jets yeah. losing their home opener week two against the Miami Dolphins. We'll just jump right into it. Uh, there's 20-12, to 12, down 20 nothing at halftime. They had their opportunities, uh, and there are a lot of mistakes that were made. But Jesse... In your opinion, what was the key reason or, I guess, turning point of why the Jets lost this game? I think the moment that there were a few key moments. I think one of them was when Chris Herndon, in the end of the, uh, the first half, didn't get into the end zone. And there was a block Terrell Pryor could have made. Yeah. Uh, and... I mean, he has to reach there. You have to like you can't just you can't just stop at the one yard line. Your your arm is right there. That was a key turning point. Didn't get points out of that drive. That was a big drive from Darnold and, and that offense. And then I, I'm between that Robbie Anderson fumble and the at the end of where I'm getting my uh, I'm going through my 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 videos the the sack. <laughs> that we had and we got the turnover in their zone and then the interception from Darnold right away on a bad route from Terrell Pryor. That was just absolutely brutal. And it, there's not, there's not much more else to say about that. Those are the, the major, like you, you can't make those mistakes. Yeah. You can't make those mistakes. And you look at it as far as the game as a whole, uh, when you're down 20, nothing and you can talk about the circumstances to what led to twenty nothing, mm-hmm. and how you know Donald throws a pick. Dolphins have a short field. Dolphins score. Uh, Dolphins march down the field after. I mean, props to the Dolphins punter because the Jets had terrible field position all day. Uh, then the Robbie Anderson fumble leads to a third touchdown missed extra point. Um, when you're down twenty nothing, you have to play perfect from then on. And what you yeah. get is. I start with the missed touchdown pass to Anunwa. I'm sorry. I know he was throwing the ball away. I get it. He was wide open. I'm sorry. He was he, wide he was. open. Was, and you tweeted it. He was wide open. Like, he was absolutely wide open. These I get are why it happened. Pains. These are the growing pains we're going to have to deal with. Because as, as bad as that was and as bad as that first interception was where he didn't see the linebacker there, he also made a lot of really great plays. Obviously, one of the best plays he made, Herndon dropped the ball. Yeah. Um, it was a, like a 38-yard, could have been a 38-yard reception well, right there. And, and then Quincy and Nunwa play. Like Quincy has continued to be that dude for Sam Darnold, always being his safety blanket, getting open, making stuff happen after the catch. He's been everything, and we really haven't seen. All we saw from Robbie Anderson was a fumble that really killed a lot of momentum. Well, I think because Robbie Anderson was the number one wide receiver last year. And now you have Quincy Inunua, 
and Terrell Pryor, and they're really hitting Willow Powell up the seam a lot. Like, he had five catches for 74 yards and the only touchdown. And that that play really works. It looks like that there's some chemistry being built there, where it, whether it's running the RPO or some play action. The, the Bilal Powell up the numbers is really working. So I'd like to see more of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, however, Robbie Anderson, through two games, has four catches. Yeah, that, and, and not, not enough because there's been a lot of targets to Quincy. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, Sam needs to spread it all around a little bit more because Robbie's a good wide receiver. Obviously, it hurts not having Curse because um, mm-hmm. Curse is a good wide receiver. For I mean, he, he doesn't get enough credit. And I, there, I, I tweeted it out. One of, we'll talk about one of two guys right now that I, the Jets need to get off the field, but we'll get to the other person later. Terrell Pryor, uh, he doesn't know how to run routes. Uh, he, like... He apologized. He went up to Sam Darnold after the game and apologized to Sam Darnold. It was like, honestly, that's my bad, man. Like, I should have been there. Like, yeah, obviously, you should have <laughs> been there, man. Like, it's your job to run a crisp route and score a touchdown there. But he just gave up on the ball. It was really frustrating to watch that because that was a huge turnover the Jets got. Uh, killed a lot of momentum. They could have turned the entire game on its head and potentially have even won this game. But... Obviously, that didn't happen because Terrell Pryor just it, it was that it was that plus the missed block at the end of the first half. Uh, he had one big play where he got the Jets down the field. Uh, it was a, like a forty-yard catch, like up the middle. But other than that, I mean, he just needs he needs to be better than how he was playing. Uh, well, on what the, what Terrell Pryor is, if we're being honest, he's a quarterback turned wide receiver because he can <laughs> somewhat catch and. He's really fast. Like he's really fast. He's he's a number two wide receiver on a four win team. That's his peak. Like yeah. that's really what Terrell Pryor is. And people who get upset with him, like neither of us, I think we've established the context of him. The reason he doesn't run routes well is because he's a quarterback. Like he never yeah. <laughs> he hasn't spent his whole life running routes. He's been so, spent his whole yeah, life throwing was- the ball. Which is why we need we need curse back because we need a whole lot less of Terrell Pryor. Yeah. A whole lot less of him. I, I'm 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 Terrell Pryor'd out. Uh, as, as far as mistakes though, because down twenty nothing, I count eleven points that you left on the board. Uh, yep. I'm counting the Anuma touchdown as seven. Just I am. I mean I'm just I'm just watching it over and over again right now. <laughs> he was wide open. I get it. He was wide open. And to those, I didn't mean for it to become a people complaining that oh you see if y'all Giants fans wanted Sam Darnold right no like that's gonna happen with a rookie quarterback. I know why it happened. He was throwing the ball away. Uh, I'm counting that as seven points. So there you got twenty to nineteen. Uh, the extra point that was missed. We're now at twenty twenty. Uh, and then the, the fumble, uh, the the fumble forced to get the ball on the Miami eleven, and then on the first play, the interception in the end zone. If that's a field goal, we got twenty three twenty right there. Like I just counted your twenty your, your twenty three to twenty score. I got you your and, win. And and honestly, you should count the Buster screen touchdown off of Miami because. Buster, and that's the other guy I was I wanted well, go, to bring get up. Get into Buster Screen because he's had a rough tenure with the Jets. I have a take about Buster Screen, but I'll let you. I'll let no, you no, get into you yours first. first. You, you go first. You go well, first. it goes back to that. last year. I think I think Buster Screen single handedly turned the Jets season around last year. So the Jets are three and two. They're up fourteen nothing on the Patriots early in the Week Six game. Uh, Brady 
with one of the worst throws of his career, throws one at Buster Screen's chest, has nobody in front of him. If he runs that in for a pick six, the Jets are now 4-2. and two. There's no way the Patriots are coming back from 21 nothing. You have all the momentum. They had like 12 yards total to that point in the game. You add in a pick six in the Meadowlands, all of a sudden you're up 21 nothing on the Patriots. You can start cooking with 4-2. and two. You can start cooking with maybe this is a, a year that we weren't expecting. They go to the playoffs. But no, Buster Screen misses the interception. Brady then regroups, marches down the field for a touchdown. It's 14-14 at halftime. We get the Austin Safarian Jenkins play in the corner of the, the, the pylon that was ruled a fumble and then a touchback. Bada bing, bada boom, you're now 5-11. and 11. And it's all because you have these mediocre players playing defense. And best of screen, I'm sure you're a nice person and you're an interesting Instagram follow. But I'm sorry, you're not the guy you want uh, playing meaningful snaps on a good team. And that's my biggest problem with Buster Screen. I, I, that was incredibly well put. Uh, and you put that very eloquently. I, I'm going to be a little bit harsher. He is absolute garbage <laughs> and needs to get off the field. The Jets have a guy they drafted in the sixth round out of Tulane, Perry Nickerson, who would be an instant upgrade. He's younger. He's faster. He, he, this, is, this is a guy who is the number one corner. He had like eight interceptions one year at Tulane. He's a really under-recruited guy. And the Jets, I think they have a diamond in the rough with him. Um, this, I'm going on a limb for Perry Nickerson. I think he's going to be a good player in this league. And the Jets found him. They found Nathan Shepard. So I, I, I think that Buster Screen needs to get off the field, and they need to put Perry Nickerson in because the, the touchdown that he let up, it was just a little slant, and he gets absolutely burned. And then there were there, there were so like there's too many plays. He was just awful th- consistently throughout the first two games allowing big plays to happen and you can't do that because a lot of teams like like Detroit and like Miami like to use guys in the slot like Kenny Stills and Golden Tate and you you, you can't have a guy who consistently gets burned like he does playing like that it's just not conducive to winning football and there's a big reason why the Jets lost this game this past weekend yeah uh two other things first of all the defensive penalties twice they were on third down and got a stop and had an automatic first down happen from a from a defensive holding. And mm-hmm. the way I look at the every time you see somebody commit a third down penalty that causes a first down, count it as a turnover. Uh, it's not going to show up in the stats, but the one of the reasons the Patriots are so good is because that never happens to them. Belichick has instilled in them that unless it's clear that this is going to be points, like you're going to give up points if you don't do this, do not hold, do not commit PI. We cannot give up turnovers like that. He's instilled in their their minds over Open New England, and the Jets it shot them in the foot. That's two extra possessions for the Dolphins. And speaking of getting off the field on third down, but third and nineteen, and it's it's a dump pass to Frank Gore for the first down. What would have been getting the ball back after scoring twelve unanswered points? I, I'm sorry, it's it's. It's frustrating, and it's part of, like I said, you have to play perfect. It's the mistakes that cost you a game. It's the little things. So, Yeah, I know. I totally agree. But there were some – all right, we've been really negative so far, but there were absolutely some positive things that happened in this game. Well, the quarterback um, for one. I was impressed. Yeah. Down 20 nothing. What he what he turned into. Yeah. yeah he, for a rookie, I'll take that. I mean, obviously, you want more, but – 
I will absolutely take that performance from Sam Darnold. I mean, it's a career high because it's only his second game, <laughs> 350 yards. But, I mean, the guy threw for a lot of yards. He found guys. He was making plays happen. Um, he, I was impressed with Darnold, too. Uh, I I think a lot of the yards he racked up were because they were down 20 nothing. Like, a lot of people made a big deal about how Tannehill had 44 yards rushing and the Jets as a team had 42 yards rushing. And I just respond with, they were down 20 nothing. 90% of teams, when you're down by 20 points, stop running the ball because it chews up clock. They start throwing the ball, which is why Darnold threw 41 times on Sunday. So that's a misconstrued stat because it's not taking into context that the Jets were trailing by 20 points for an entire half of the game. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I, I remember where I was going with that before. The offensive line, it really needs to... We, we, we saw exactly who we, th- who we thought they were uh, going into this season this he past was week. running around it, all day. Yeah, it was, he was all over the place. And obviously the positive I'm going to take out of that in the spin zone and say, well, we, can, we saw that he can hit guys accurately on the run. Uh, and that's a positive. It's just that we need guys in the Jets who can catch those passes because there was one that went, oh, another thing Terrell Pryor did. Missed and Darnold spins out to his, to his right and hits in stride. Trail Pryor between two wide receivers and it hits Pryor in the hands mm. and drops it. And it would have put the Jets inside the 15-yard line uh, for a first down. It would have been like a 30-yard completion. That, plus also when he spins out to his left looking like Aaron Rodgers and hits Herndon on the money, on the, on the run, from 38 yards away, and Herndon just drops it right in front of him. So some positives there, but also... Definitely negatives as well. Yeah, um, the really, really only big positive I took was this this weapon that Bilal Pal is with this quarterback. Who, if they continue, tell you that play up the middle is open every time. It just is. Yeah, and and Donald seems to have a rhythm with his receivers. Like the the forty four yarder to Terrell Pryor was up the middle. Um, it it just I mean it's a slant, but I'm saying like he hits guys in the, up the middle and it turns into something uh he's good he's good in the seams and and i remember during training camp reading a lot of the reporters saying that he would it was it was a lot of darnold hits said tight end up and up the seam for whatever and like the practice so it's not surprising that he's doing that and that's translating into games agreed agreed um all right i think we've talked about this game enough uh one thing before we get into the browns uh, the Patriots getting Josh Gordon for a fifth-round pick. If he plays in less than 10 games, I think it is, it turns into a fifth for a seventh. Like, the Browns would have to send a seventh-round pick back. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily want to say, like, what was your reaction to it, but what does this mean for the Jets, especially nothing. this year? Uh, so, this, nothing. This, this changes absolutely nothing. I just don't see... Like, Josh I Gordon is irrelevant... It's re- he's irrelevant to the Jets because as yeah. long as Bill and Belichick are there, that's that's why they're going to win, well, not because of anything else. It's it's them, right? And when they're gone, which they will be soon in the next fifteen years, right? Like the guys <laughs> played six games Brady in three years, or or, or two games, like he played four games last year and two games this year, right? Or one game this played, year. I think, I think he played five last year. So he's played six games in the last three years, and yeah. I get it that it seems like the Patriots turn. Like they got he's, Randy Moss and everybody's comparing him to that. He's gonna be amazing. He, it's gonna it's gonna be huge for the Patriots. I think. I Are think we that he's positive. He's gonna play ten games though. Yeah, I think he will. I mean, there's fourteen left, right? Yeah. Are you so think Josh Josh Gordon's gonna get his his shit together to the point where he can play I, ten games? I, 
I believe that Josh Gordon was going to get his his his, uh, his stuff together and be an absolute animal for Tom Brady in that offense and right. dominate. I hope you're right. Well, okay. I hope you're wrong. But no, I, I, it's a one-year deal. If he resigns long-term, then I'm concerned. But he's on a one-year deal, and I don't think any team is ever going to sign him long-term. Um, he'll play on one-year deals for the rest of his career, probably. Because yeah, he's. I think it's called stage three of his suspension program. So he so gets suspended more, again, and he's out of the league forever. Oh god, he's he's Jenry Mejia. He's Jenry Mejia. <laughs> Henry Mejia, dude. And Henry Mejia. <laughs> Just spelt differently. Uh, I. I actually thought the the cost was right, like a fifth round pick for a guy that, like Dude, with no, the, that guy even, that's a risk. Did you see the picture? They don't even let you do that on Madden. That's not a good <laughs> like Josh Gordon. But I, I, Madden yes, doesn't take dude, into context what the why, injury, why what the risk it, is. Why are the Patriots getting him? Why couldn't any other team be like? We can't let the Patriots get Josh Gordon. Well, that's <laughs> like, the biggest thing I have is. Why weren't the Jets in on this? You know, they we just talked would. about Terrell Pryor, you know? Yeah, it would have been awesome. But we missed out on him. We missed out on Khalil Mack. And I mean, we've been over this. I Hopefully we, hopefully we get Le'Veon. Well, um, I mean. $100 million in cap room next year. Right, but 90 of that going to Le'Veon? 60 of that going to Le'Veon when they need a pass rush? They need an O-line? Like, they're going to... Every wide receiver, Robbie Anderson, Quincy Enuma, Jermaine Curse, all these guys are free agents this year. They have to rebuild their entire core. So one no. player getting all of that. No, it's not going to be just one player. He'll get, like, he'll get, like, 17 mil, 18 mil, and then you give, like, Quincy, like, 7 mil... And you give Robbie like seven mil, and then you have a ton of money to spend on offensive line and resign. Right. I, you don't need. To I'm all for Le'Veon, especially since he's gonna sit out. As here's the thing: if he sits out till week ten, like we all think he is, then the only way he get he plays quicker than that is if they sign him long term. So I don't know. Maybe Antonio or Brown's apparently gonna be available, so we'll, that might be something they can explore too. <laughs> Uh, the Cleveland Browns, uh, the oh one and one Cleveland Browns should be two and zero if they had a kicker. If yeah. Dan Bailey was the kicker of the Browns, they'd be two and zero. That's facts. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's just facts. But he decided to go to a, a winning organization. It's on the uh, Vikings, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've strangely watched a lot of Browns so far because of Hard Knocks and then the first two weeks of the season. Yeah, uh, their pass rush is terrifying. I. Gotta be honest, Jesse. I think the Miles Jets Garrett. are gonna give the first the Browns their first win in two years. Uh you know what? You're probably right. Is because what the Browns do really well is what the Jets don't do well. Their pass uh, rush, like Donald's gonna be running for his life all night. Yeah, Miles Garrett is already one of the best defensive ends in the NFL. Uh, that draft. You got Jamal Adams and Miles Garrett, and there, there, there are plenty of others that I'm not. Joey Bosa, right? Joey Bosa, yeah. There are plenty of other defensive beasts in that draft, but um, I think Jalen Ramsey, right? Was that is Jalen Ramsey in his third year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his rookie year was two years ago. Okay, yeah. So Jalen Ramsey. So that no, no, a, J- no, no. Because no, no, Jamal was Jamal's in the second year, so he was the draft before. Um, but even so, I mean. You get Not Jamal sure. and you get Miles Garrett in the same game. 
two of the best young players in the league. I'm, I'm excited to watch both the defenses play. It's probably going to be a low-scoring game. Um, I'm expecting Darnold to be on his ass all day long. Um, and it's just a matter of can the Jets' defense hold Tyrod Taylor, contain him, uh, and not let up a deep bomb at the end of a game like mm. the Saints did. <laughs> uh, I what do see you th- this I mean, being like, a low-scoring game. Um, what are you going to say? I was going to say, what do, what do you think? I think the the Jets' best way to win this game is low-scoring. Uh, you keep the run game in. It's just the problem is with their pass rush. I, I don't see how the Jets score 20 points. I don't see... like They've given well, Ogba's up... Out. Ogba's out, which is huge. Um, Kirksky is questionable. Uh, Damaris Randall's questionable. I'm sure he'll play. Um, Landry's questionable, but I'm sure he'll play. Uh, big loss for the Jets so far. Uh, it's been kind of noticeable. Marcus May yeah. not being there. Um, he definitely has been missed so far. I can't even think of who it's number 36. I can't even think of who that is on the Jets. Um, but he's that guy's been so so. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember, Marcus May got hurt the last last uh, game of last season. I don't know if this is the same injury, but the Jets have severely missed his presence in the lineup. Uh, hopefully, they get him back soon. I just I'm, I was really tired of seeing on Twitter. Uh, Marcus May without a helmet at practice. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the the Jets' best case scenario is winning this is you establish the run game enough to. I mean, that's it's gonna be tough. Easier said than done. You have to kind of neutralize their pass rush, plain and simple. And if that's with uh, a lot of play action, uh, it's with the deep ball, getting Robbie Anderson more involved. Uh, those are options. I they can't fall down twenty nothing again because a game. This is in Cleveland, right? This yeah. This is a good. This is a good Cleveland team. They're really talented. They're a kicker away uh, from being two and zero. I can't say it well, enough. Here, here, here's a here's a huge matchup that I am deathly afraid of. It's Buster Screen inside against Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is going to eat him uh, alive. I'm you actually see, not that afraid of Jarvis Landry, unfortunately. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I think. See, you, you and Ethan are. All so anti Jarvis Landry. Well, I think okay, his- so he'll eat up Buster Screen for six yards. Because no, that's it- Jarvis Landry. Seven completions for 13 yards. Yeah, but that's not just all right, that's what he was in Miami, but he's more he definitely has a larger role in this offense uh than he did in Miami. I mean, obviously he got a ton of yards in Miami, a ton of catches, but this is a better offense than that he's been in in the, since he's been in, in the league and it's. It, it, I actually like say it's comparable. Earlier, like we talked about, like we talked about earlier. I think Tyrod's better than Tannehill. I like do. I do. Earlier. But I also think that uh, Jay Ajayi is better than anybody that the Browns had. And that offensive line from two years ago was one of the best in football, which is why Jay Ajayi had all those yards in back-to-back 200-yard games, and they won 10 games. Yeah. Well, you know? all right. But even so, I. I understand Tannehill's had. I mean. He, He's coming off a lot of injuries. I still like Tyrod Taylor. I, I just like this this Browns offense better. Um, and like in the first two games with Golden Tate, you know, uh, and 
blanking out on who. There's the not guy. a single significant right. wide Kenny, receiver for Kenny the, Stills. Yeah, like yeah, Kenny Stills. The Dolphins pretty um, much beat you with three like, short he, fields he, in the first half. But he's still, it's a fast guy on that touchdown. He let up. I'm just really worried about Perry Nickerson. Uh, not Perry Nickerson not being in this game and Buster Screen being out there being <laughs> absolutely awful once again. Well, maybe it leads to a change. So. Uh, I I mean, you get Thursday Night Football, so you get a primetime game, the second in the first three weeks of the season. It's Again, what would you say? It's two. It's three games in 11 days? Yeah. I, and then you get That's back a to a normal it's a schedule. It's a, lot, it's a lot for a rookie. Um, I mean, he's getting reps. That's all I can really say. Uh, it's his first yeah. game off a loss in his NFL career. Six, 61% completion percentage last week. I'll take that. You know, yeah. When you throw forty-one times, you'll take that out of a rookie. Every the day second of the week. half, I was really impressed. I like he, I I thought if he had Herndon catch that ball, and if Pryor finishes the route, like you're looking at, and if he gets the ball back, like the Dolphins got the ball back with six minutes left, had a third and nineteen that they converted. If they get the ball to Darnold with two minutes and two timeouts. Maybe you get to see what his first career game-winning drive looks like, or game-tying you know, drive looks like. So this kid is not Mark Sanchez, and I'm tired of hearing <laughs> all these all these comparisons. He is better than Mark Sanchez was. Sanchez was a game there manager. Were, yeah, there were there were games where you would watch Mark Sanchez and you would want to pull out your hair because of the decisions that he made. Made with Darnold so far. Yeah, he's had three interceptions and. They, so I think all three of them honestly were completely his fault. But after uh, those, the 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 Terrell Pryor one, I'll put on Pryor though. Okay, yeah, yeah, the one the in the end Pryor. zone, yeah, yeah, the one in the end zone that was definitely on Terrell Pryor. But two of those three were his fault. Easily, right? yes, absolutely his fault. You, you'll take those responses to those touchdowns any day of the. Uh, sorry, those interceptions any day of the week. With Sanchez, when he made those interceptions, he kept on making those mistakes over and over and over again and never learned. But after those interceptions from Darnold so far, he's he's responded incredibly well and hasn't made those same mistakes twice. I'll take that. That's I mean, there, there's not enough superlatives I could give so far from a rookie kid that really I, I, I wasn't 100 percent about before coming in. Why? Why weren't you 100 percent before coming in? Because I really wanted Baker at first. Uh, okay, well, because here's my thought. I originally, for all of last season, wanted Darnold because there was rumors that Jets are going to be 0-16, and, and Colin Coward picked that, and well, it was uh, yeah. the, the, the Jet Darnold jersey at the USC game, and it was yeah, like, all right, no, awesome, I I'll watch Sam Darnold, and then the Jets weren't that bad, and then they had the three pick, and it was always that the Browns were going to take him, so I never even entertained Sam Darnold falling to three. So I just sold myself on Baker because he won the Heisman. He's probably going to be the third pick. Everybody's big board is saying that. And then two days before the draft, it's announced that they're going to take Baker. I mean, not even the day of the draft. It's announced they're going to take Baker one. It's like, oh, my God. I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. You, uh, I'm not. I think See, Darnold's right, going to be special. I, the first time I watched Darnold for real was the Rose Bowl against Penn State. Okay. And what he and what he did to us was heartbreaking. Um, but it was also absolutely incredible to watch him what he did on the run, uh, dissecting the Penn State's bl- uh, blitzes, uh, leading that comeback in the fourth quarter. I was enamored with him mm-hmm. and wanted him on the Jets so badly. Uh, and then 
it was the HUD Sam Darnold for Heisman. He's the Heisman leader, contender. And then Baker Mayfield burst onto the scene, and I fell in love with Baker. I wanted him on the Jets so badly. I made a Madden franchise with Baker on the team. <laughs> okay. Like I, was, like, I wanted Baker Mayfield as the quarterback of the New York Jets. I didn't even really, like, I was kind of indifferent to Darnold. I thought if Baker's gone, then I'd want him over anybody else. Um, but so far, since everything transpired how it transpired, and the Baker went one, and the Jets got Sam at three, everything I've seen, I, sh- my reaction is I think that the Jets made the right p- pick. And I'm happy that I'm finally over Baker Mayfield. I, I'm, I've gotten over him. Well, I'm and proud of I've you. Moved, I'm happy moved, for you. I've moved on. Jesse. <laughs> and I've moved on to my new one true love, Sam Darnold. Good, good. Uh, <laughs> I would just say talk to a Giants fan, a reasonable Giants fan, specifically our our founder and CEO. Imagine, from what we've seen so far, like Darnold in the first two games, imagine him with Odell. Like imagine him with... Oh with Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram and a mediocre running back. If he was a giant this year, they'd be 2-0. They're yep. playing it simple. Like the, the, it's, killing, it's, it's clear killing that he's giants. a good offensive it's player. Killing. It's killing Giants fans. And the and Giants they, fans that it's not denial. killing, and the Giants fans that it's not killing, it, like you said, they're in denial because they're just ultra-defending Eli now. Like It's not his fault, the offensive line. It's like, yeah, he's not doing... Because you have an immobile quarterback, it's why the offensive line has to be perfect. If Darnold, who he's shown with a bad offensive line, can get you 334 yards and should have had three touchdowns on, on Sunday. I, so. I feel I feel bad for Saquon Barkley because he yeah. is forever going to be boy. known as, the, as the, the running back that the Giants took instead of Sam Darnold. Yep. And I think Saquon Barkley is going to be a Hall of Fame running back, but... Uh, you're biased he's though, Jesse. <laughs> he's always gonna be remembered as the guy that went right before Sam Darnold. Uh-huh. Did. Uh, Giants. He's gonna be the guy misery. that ended Eli's career. You know. I have ten friends who oh. are all saying to me Jeez. that, "Oh, we're just gonna tank this year now. I get and a quarterback. We're gonna get, we're gonna get Will Greer or Justin Herbert." No, that's not how it works. All right. Like clearly, Sam Darnold showed like that he is not. He he is capable of being a quarterback in this league, right? It's a small sample size, but he's he's he, this is a guy who's growing and has gotten better every time he's played. He's touched the football while wearing a Jets uniform. Uh, uh, the Giants fans, for some reason, can't admit that this kid is actually real. My friends, they they're. They're in denial. We gotta start a segment on the show called Jesse's Friends Are Stupid. Because that's <laughs> the, are, the common trend that whenever you bring up your friends is that they have a stupid opinion about something. Well, all right, but to be fair, they're gonna say, Well, Sam Darnold's only played two games. Let's let's yeah, that's it. a fair assessment. Yeah. The but, I mean, but we're we're giving takes here, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who needs context? Exactly. 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 So uh, I think that yeah, and you know what? If you're gonna talk sports, you gotta give you gotta give your definitive take. You can't just be like, oh, w-, you can't be wishy washy and be like, oh, you know, maybe he's gonna be good. No, I want to know if you think he is or isn't gonna be good. Right. And based on what I've seen so far, he's gonna be good. I think just the fact that being down twenty nothing and he got them in to field goal range, and again, if he just he makes that throw to Anunua, I. I I yeah. think it's eating him as much as it's eating me, which is 
positive I take going into the Browns game that he's going to want to make up for it. You know what? Normally I go into these games on the road against a team that's as talented as the, the Browns are, which is ridiculous. I'm even saying that, but it's true. They're a talented football team. And I have this just gut feeling like we're, we're going to, we're going to blow this. We're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, I, I just don't have that same feeling. Um, the, the feeling I have is the feeling I have when I watch Penn state football, which is that we're going to win because we're a good football team and we have a good quarterback. And that is how things are. You know, I understand that you've been a Jets fan your whole life, and it's been very tough, Claudio, but in my life, I do have good football, and it has been recent. Yeah, when they're eligible. It has been recent, (laughs) but it has been fantastic. It has been fantastic, and I I do know what it's like to, to root for a good football team for once in my life, and I'm starting to get that same feeling when I watch the Jets, that I have a confidence. Okay. Air business. Now, granted, I've also seen the Jets make the playoffs six times in my life, so I too know what it's like to root for a good football team. But I, my fear with Thursday isn't even for like the same old Jets narrative. It's literally just the Jets cannot block anybody. The one thing that the Browns are good at is pass rush. So either Donald runs around and throws for three hundred and thirty yards again. Or the Jets are in for a long night, and you're gonna see the first, like you're gonna see Landry break a couple against Buster Screen. You're gonna see Tyrod Taylor throw for three touchdowns. Like we've seen Tyrod Taylor beat the Jets multiple times in Buffalo, so he knows. Excuse me, he knows uh, this Jets defense pretty well. So like as recently as last year, Tyrod well, Taylor he beat the throw Jets three touchdowns. I mean, geez. I'm just saying, like that's that's the worst case scenario. So all right, we're rambling a bit. Jets play Thursday night football. Uh, in Cleveland, uh, you get the Jets all to yourself tomorrow night, folks. I guess, yeah, tomorrow night when you're listening to this. Uh, JTS, uh, hopefully it's much better than last Sunday. Uh, this has been the Jets stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. If you dig the show, head on over to iTunes, give it a five-star rating and a review. Uh, Twitter, at Gotham SN, Instagram, at Gotham Sports Network, and all daily blogs, articles, and more at GothamSN.com. Until next time, Jesse and I will be back to break down week three against the Browns. Jesse, J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets.